live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 2nd. That's two. 2020. Those are two 20s. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture offended by selling. All right. Hello, my elite friends. It's late at night in Los Angeles, but you know you get a new show here every day. Actually, there was an old show and Andy Hoffman was on the show. It was earlier today. I had scheduled it before Shabbat. Anyway, before Shabbat also was Friday, this week in Bitcoin, Tone Vase and Thomas Hunt, best freaking guest in the space as usual on the This Week in Bitcoin show. It is linked to below. And of course, you can get everything at disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at techball, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. So here is some great news. And it's from Apple. Hang on, before I tell you the great news from Apple, let me just make sure. All right, you see me there. Just testing a few things out here with the old Jitsi. Okay, back to uh, back to your regular scheduling program. All right, so I knew... And I hoped at least that people would not comply uh, with this stay at home order, that people would go out and and try to work or just try to entertain themselves in in some form or fashion. It's not healthy to lock yourself in your house and not get any light of day and, and not get any exercise. So here is Apple data shows shelter shows shelter in place is ending whether governments want it or not. Bye-bye, shelter-in-place. Hello, reopening. Apple's Mobility Trends Report shows that traffic in the U.S. and other countries like Germany has pretty much doubled in the past three weeks. It had been down up to 72%. And location data provider Foursquare says that gas and fast food visits are back to pre-COVID-19 levels in the American Midwest. So, hey, the government, really, not many people in the government, okay? They're not going to send an army out to uh, stop people from going to McDonald's or stop people from uh, uh, driving their car or stop people from going to work. So part of this shutdown is all in your head. I have said it before. I am going about my regular business as I always have. I run. I walk. I'm outside every day. I, I don't wear a mask out there. I'm just living my life. And it, it appears that slowly but surely, especially in America, and it looks like in Germany too, people are going back to where they don't give a darn. They're going to do their thing. They're traveling around. They're doing something. They're moving around. Good. In motion. Okay. So let's talk. There were all sorts of uh, anti-shutdown protests, especially on Friday. From coast to coast, I saw stuff uh, out uh, at what, Huntington Beach and uh, at in Chicago, in New York, and Long Island. So coast to coast, all over, it's in Sacramento at the Capitol. And I retweeted some of it. So hopefully you guys were following me on Tech Ball over there on Friday. You can check out the archives, the Zoom, treat it as a blog. But here we go. Anti-shutdown protest sign compares Jewish governor of Illinois to chief perpetrator of the Holocaust. Okay, so yes, the governor of Illinois, his name is Pritzker. He is Jewish. 
but he is acting like a fascist. He is acting like Hitler. And so people trying to shame people, comparing uh, Pritzker, you're not allowed to compare Pritzker to a fascist. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. Any race can be a, a fascist, okay? Don't let, you know, just because uh, a minority, minorities aren't, uh, they aren't innocent, okay? They can be bad people too. Every Treat people as individuals, okay? Treat pe So as an individual, yeah, Pritzker is of the Jewish heritage, but he sure as heck is acting like a total fascist in Illinois, and they have every right to have signs comparing him to, to the, the ultimate fascist uh, back in the days of Germany, Yamach Shmo Vizikro. Uh, may his memory end uh, be forgotten, <laughs> definitely. Anyway, uh, I, I forgot what the translation of uh, Yamach Shmo Vizikro is in English. Anyway, any – so don't, don't – hey, don't let – don't let anyone get away with being a fascist. Call them out. If they're a fascist, they're a fascist, all right? Don't let them guilt you. And don't, don't let them hide uh, behind some lame-o excuse like that. So, yeah, Pritzker, you're a fascist. Now, and uh, what, and I'm glad to see the people of Illinois protesting against that fascist. So, uh, and again, the, the <laughs> crowds were in parks screaming. I mean, I mean, there were crowds of people in parks in in. In New York, uh, near NYU, what's that park down there? Uh, there were all these people in the park down there, and people are trying to guilt and shame these people. All these screaming Karens are going wild, trying to inform and trying to snitch on the protests, trying to inform and snitch on people hanging out in parks, but they can't. No, no one's helping them. It must be very frustrating for all you wannabe snitches out there who are trying to tell, who are trying to be informants. But oh, look, look, down near NYU, all those people are in a park. Oh, do something. And no one's doing anything. Good. No one should do anything. People should. Young, healthy people hanging out in a park. It's great. Young, healthy people protesting on the Capitol steps in Sacramento. It's beautiful. Young, healthy people going to the beach. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Uh, so keep doing it. And I and you screaming, Karens, you know, stop screaming. You're going to have an aneurysm. No one's going to help you. You know, get in shape. I don't want you guys having aneurysms. Get in shape. Get, go out, get some vitamin D. Uh, so speaking, we were talking about Jewish people. I'm a Jewish person. I'm a proud Jewish Zionist, of course. And last week at the end of yesterday, of last week's this week, uh, or not beyond Bitcoin show, this is the beyond Bitcoin show. I hope I called this the beyond Bitcoin show at the beginning of the show. There's so many different names of shows. The one Bitcoin show this week in Bitcoin. Welcome to beyond Bitcoin show. If I forgot to say that. Uh, so yeah, someone said in, in the last show, in the chat at the very end, and I didn't get the comment on it, but I didn't see it. Adam is Zionist. So of course, he is not fond of the blacks. Okay, so clearly this person has no idea what Zionism is. If he thinks you're not, uh, I mean, that's not a shock. I mean, the, 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 the people make up all these rumors about it. Anyway, Z Zionism, all it is, is Israel is the homeland of the Jews. That's what you believe. If you are if you believe Israel is, uh, the Jews should go to Israel, that's, uh, that's their homeland, you're a Zionist, all right? Now, the funny thing is, you know, this guy says Zionism is, uh, I guess it's, he thinks it's racism against blacks or something like that. The Zionist in Israel in the 1980s got so many black people from Ethiopia to move to Israel, okay? The, the Jewish people from Ethiopia, they brought into Israel. So, okay, and that was part of the Zionist uh, enterprise in Israel to bring Jews, black Jews, to Israel. So that is Zionism right there. So this guy has clearly never been to Israel, never seen the 
uh, Zion, the, the the Ethiopians and and these black Ethiopian Jews. They are big Zionists. They love the land of Israel. They, they, they want to get the heck out of Ethiopia and go to the Jewish homeland. Of course, who would want to be in Ethiopia? And, and as you can see, there are many illegal aliens in uh, Israel from surrounding countries of Ethiopia, like Sudan. And uh, there are many liberal Jewish people in, in uh, Israel who are perfectly cool with illegal uh, Sudanese uh, Africans running around Tel Aviv. They're like, oh, whatever. And there's another rumor about Jewish people that people like to spread is that Jewish people want uh, these liberal Jews that they're they're all for illegal immigration in the USA, but in Israel, the no, no, it's 100% white Jewish. No, it's not. The communist uh, Jewish people that are in, uh, and I'm not saying that there are many liberal and communist Jews in it. Well, in Israel, I'd say the Jewish population is 5% communist, probably, or give or take. Um, is that high? I don't know, but. Uh, liberals and communists and socialists or whatever well they they just like in america just like in europe they want the illegal immigration in, in all those countries so no stop you you never go to step out in south tel aviv for like one second and you'll you'll quickly see there are many illegal aliens there just like there are many illegal aliens in los angeles and you know people uh who are liberal and communists and whatever they wherever whatever religion they are whatever country they are they, they believe very similar things and allow the same things to happen to their country so there you go. Okay, moving. Hey, it's beyond Bitcoin. We're going to talk about such things here. That's what you get when you're in a Bitcoin overlay. You can talk about anything. Pound that like button. So speaking now, we just spoke about Zionism. Now let's speak about some Jew. Now, not all Jews are Zionists, unfortunately. No, no. There are many Jews that are that, that hate the, the land of Israel. In fact, Satmar. You've you've heard me talk about the Satmar before. The Satmar are the Orthodox Jews that live in Williamsburg, part of Brooklyn, okay? They got black hats. I don't want to call them Hasids. I don't want to give them that honor. But uh, the Satmar uh, are notorious. Well, first of all, they don't really connect to the outside world much. So they don't really know much about Israel, but they greatly dislike Israel. They are they have rallies against Israel, rallies against Zionism. I mean, it goes on and on. It's it's nonsense. And they do what their rabbis tell them to do in, in the Satmar community in Williamsburg. So I am no fan of Satmar at all. I've experienced them quite a bit. Uh, and uh, and just enough is enough. You can only take so much of Satmar. I mean, it's not like they would talk to me. They don't they speak Yiddish. I, I don't I don't know if they even know English, many of them in, in, in uh, Williamsburg. Uh, but 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 beginning, getting away from that for a moment, they they had a little issue with uh, Bill Bill De Blasio had an issue with them, uh, and so I don't like I'm not I'm not fans of Satmar. Okay, I'm not fans of what they stand for. Uh, but they had a funeral in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and they were hanging out in the streets, and uh, they they gotten permission from the city. And of course, New York is very paranoid about this virus. Many people, there are many screaming Karens there and such. And Bill de Blasio is a fascist. Uh, well, I mean, he's all sorts of things, baby. <laughs> he's a communist, uh, an authoritarian. Let's call him an authoritarian communist. And so he wants control of everything. So he saw that, you know, even though they were given permission to have their funeral, he went spastic on them. And even though the Satmar are like living in 1840, they're not on Twitter. They might have like one account on Twitter or something, but most of the Satmar, they don't, if they have a, a phone, it's like a flip phone, okay? They don't have access to the internet. They're not, their rabbis don't allow them any modern, modern things like that. But Bill de Blasio thought it was a good idea 
uh, to to tweet something about the the Satmar, but he didn't call them the Satmar though. Uh, and uh, I mean, I don't know if he was trying to warn the Satmar or who was he? Because it seems like he was trying to warn someone else here. Uh, I mean, maybe he wants to show to to the the voters that he's he's tough on the Jews. I guess my message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple: is this simple? The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping the disease and state saying, saving lives, period. So he, he sees the Satmar doing something he doesn't like, and he, and he directs a message to all the Jews of New York. Hey, it, it's, it's, uh, it's hilarious. It, it, it's hilarious. And, and so many of the Jews of New York blindly support him, of course, because they're Democrats. They're, they're fools to, to blindly support this guy. So some of them, they don't, they don't know what to do here. They're so liberal. Like, oh, my God, he, he clearly just said something that was just insane uh, to, to generalize the Satmar and to, to, to pick out the, the Jewish community as a whole because of something Satmar did is, is, is ridiculous. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it, it's it. The bigger picture is here is that I praise the Satmar for having a funeral in the middle of the street. I think anyone, I don't care who you are, Muslim, Christian, whatever, in New York, go hang out in the middle of the street, whatever, do what you're going to do. It's ridiculous at this point if you're healthy. It's completely ridiculous. It, it, step up and protest the Blasio. Now, they, they weren't trying to protest. These Satmar, they don't. No, then they're not, they go with the flow, whatever their rabbi tells them. Maybe the rabbi told them that de Blasio is a good guy. They, 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 don't, they probably don't even know the whole extent of the nationwide panic that's going on over this, uh, this virus right now. So that he is going to immediately arrest people in the middle of the street. He's going to go seek people out that are in large groups. I mean, this is, a, this is like a police. This is a police state is what he's threatening. So he's threatening his message to the Jewish community is I'm going to put you in a police state. That's what he was saying. He didn't have to direct it at the Jewish community. Um, he could have said, hey, there were a bunch of Satmar in freaking uh, Williamsburg. I didn't like what they were doing. Guys, I don't want you doing that. I don't want you gathering in the middle of the street. But he made a much broader and much more threatening statement that Satmar will never see because they're not on Twitter. They're not on Twitter. But we all saw it. And it just it reveals uh, quite a bit about the, the mentality of these leaders uh, what they think they can get away with. Uh, and he wasn't really able to get away with it because some of the, the liberals, uh, they, 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 had a, they had a fit over such a thing. E even they couldn't take uh, that because uh, uh, whatever. My, my big deal, my big thing is, is that uh, if people want to gather in New York City, they should be able to gather. This is this police state. And so people, I notice uh, that at these protests that are going on all over the United States, some of the screaming Karens, the informants on Twitter are like they brought children with them to this rally because they're, they're and they're trying to shame people for bringing children to a rally. The default shame pre-virus was, you know, it's for the children. It's for the children. Protect the children. It's so mindless to use that. If, if you're going to try to shame people about the virus, why are you bringing up children? No healthy children are getting are dying because of this. None, none. No healthy children are dying because of this. It does not affect healthy. They might be catching it. They might they have symptoms. Maybe they have the flu or something like that. But it's not killing healthy children. A few children have died. They have not been healthy children. I mean, if you are, if, if, if you're, it's unfortunate. If you have a child who is a sick child, 
It's very sad. I feel very bad for you. But you're used to protecting your child anyway, so they don't get the flu. They don't get all sorts of things. If you've got a child who's immunocompromised or whatever, uh, you know, this is part of life. It's, it's very, it's very sad. I understand. It, it must be devastating. But I mean, you 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 roll with the punches. You're in motion, and you love your child. But the the big point is is here is that uh, it's not it's not that the, the flu, the regular flu for regular kids is more deadly than this is. Okay, for kids. Because this is not a flu. Remember, this is, it's like a cold. It's a coronavirus. It's not a flu. Flu is not a cold. But uh, so more kids, more healthy kids die from the flu than from this because no healthy kids die from this. But we've got these ignorant people on Twitter that are trying to shame people. How could you take your kids out during this situation? Why not? Kids should be in school right now. It's ridiculous they're not in school. This is, we already know the statistics. So do not accept a new normal. That's going to become one of my sayings. I love that saying. Somebody tweeted that out there, maybe I'm more than a few. Do not accept all these people saying there's going to be a new normal. There's going to be a new Norway. No, do not accept that. Do not accept that. Say, no, there's not. Now, unfortunately, there may, there might be some jurisdictions that try to have a new normal, but the glory of the United States of America is that there are 50 different uh, experiments here, okay? And so let, let the people speak. Uh, some states will go back to total normal, and let, and I will go to those states. And some will have laws that will be a little bit different. We'll, we'll see where the people flock. We'll let, we'll let the people's, uh, you know, so let there be a free market of ideas out there. So the screaming Karens can go to the, the places that choose to have a new normal. But you right now should stress that there will be no nor new normal. You will not accept the new normal. And this will convey the message to some of the states that may be on the, and jurisdictions that are on the fence. Like, hey, they're, they're people with money who are not going to accept the new normal. So let's keep it the old way and let's let's attract them. And again, I will visit the places where it's just as easy as the old days to visit, okay? I'm not, you know, getting at some toll booth. Some guy's not going to prick my uh, hand, okay, and, and do a blood test on me, okay? No, I'm not coming to your state if that if, if it requires something even half as ridiculous as that. So speaking about ridiculous and authoritarians and where I'm from originally, I'm in L.A. right now. Um, but I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and hopefully I will be back in Baltimore on June the 1st to take care of some business. Uh, there's an article that planes in the air, they've got, oh, of course, planes are there. Uh, planes are spying on people in Baltimore soon. Baltimore turns to aerial surveillance as homicides continue. Starting Friday, the roughly 600,000 people living in Baltimore will be constantly recorded whenever they step out under the open sky. <laughs> this is America. I mean, it's come to this. So even these uh, these shut lockdowns couldn't really uh, stop the murders. It's personal responsibility, dudes. The people committing the murders should stop killing one another. I mean, it's, it's that simple. But instead, now you're going to live uh, under uh, the whole city of Baltimore. Because not all 600,000 people are committing murders. Uh, they're going to be spied on constantly, constantly recorded wherever they are. You can read the article below. I mean, this is a real thing, uh, but you don't hear much about it because everyone's talking about the virus. I mean, that's a serious thing. Serious. Glad I don't live in uh, the city of Baltimore under the watchful. And they said they've already conducted experiments uh, with these planes before. They just didn't tell anyone until after the experiment was over. All right, let's see if we got questions. Someone said, pound that like button. You better believe it, dude. 
you be be better believe it. And uh, Gary uh, made a reference to the Ethiopians. He made he called them by their uh, uh, one of their names, Falasha, Falasha Jews. I, I forgot what the. There's two different type of Jews from Ethiopia, I believe, um, but that's definitely one of the names for them. All right, and uh, and right right now, there's a lot of Ethiopian Jews in Israel that aren't working because they shut down all the restaurants. And I mean, maybe hopefully, I think Israel is going to go back to work pretty soon. Unfortunately, I will not be in Israel. Um, finally, Airbnb allowed me to totally cancel all the Israel stuff that I had and get totally uh, refund. Well, not refund. Airbnb. If you had Airbnb reservations made before a certain date, they gave you credit for uh, future dates. So I have a lot of credit, and I plan to use Airbnb as soon as possible. But no, I'm I'm definitely not going to be in Israel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this summer. It looks like the entire summer. Really, that's that's unfortunate. This whole uh, panic had to happen. All right, but hopefully Israel goes back to work very soon. Hopefully America goes back to work very soon. And we're going to talk about different jurisdictions in America. Because America's every – Montana isn't New York. Let's let's put it that way, and we're going to get to that in a second. By the way, everyone one – one of the, scream, the screaming Karens and all the virus panic uh, mass movement people, they, one of the things they blindly yell is test, 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 test. Okay, let, let's do our own test. Here's a test you can conduct yourselves uh, to see if someone is a, a hardcore member of the virus panic uh, mass movement, screaming Karen. Uh, if you suspect someone uh, is, is a bootlicker, ask them uh, what sex is Caitlyn Jenner? If they say female, I think you got yourself a bootlicker right there. Pound that like button. But there's a test you can conduct with the uh, people who want to test, test, test. Just say, hey, I'm testing. You wanted me to test you? Do you, is Caitlyn Jenner a man or a woman? It's just, I'm trying to see where what your line of thinking is. But uh, I'd really, I mean, so you've got these people who think uh, this guy is a woman and they also think uh, the sky is falling. This, this is the type of logic they have. Very interesting. Uh, so here's some good news here. And this is actually, uh, this is from Carl Denninger. And uh, he says, well, he, he shared this information that's been out since April 20th, but the mainstream media isn't talking about it. EVMS, I think it's Eastern Virginia Medical System Critical Care COVID-19 Management Protocol, developed and updated by Paul Marek, MD, Chief Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine, Eastern Virginia Medical School, uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, and he has developed and has really fleshed out a treat a treatment protocol for people who have the virus okay he it is and it has saved many people but the most hospitals around the USA they're just throwing people on ventilators this this could save so many lives this protocol this guy has developed this is being ignored by the mainstream media because they don't want hope I don't, this really could help a lot of people. So someone on the market ticker forum summed it up this way. There is a virus. One, there is a virus going around. Two, it spreads easily. Three, most people who are infected do not get sick. Four, most of those who get sick do not suffer life-threatening complications. Five, the critical factor in COVID-19 deaths is hyperimmune response. Six, these responses are typically mistreated resulting in preventative deaths. And so the, seven, 
The key to dealing with this situation is to adopt the correct treatment protocol, which is pretty much the opposite of what we have been doing. So this guy here in Virginia says he's got the correct treatment protocol. And it, it and most of the time, uh, the treatment protocol is completely wrong. What's being done in hospitals. So these heroes, these heroes are just blindly doing the same thing over and over again. Now, it's, it's a difficult situation when you have people that are 90 years old that are coughing up their lungs or whatever. Uh, but not everybody comes in like that. And hey, uh, if people are so concerned about people dying, then why don't they change the, some of the treatment protocols all around the country? Okay, why not? Why not? Why isn't this publicized by all the screaming Karens? Just and you can read it yourself. You can see the detailed uh, and what Carl Benninger is saying about it. He's getting very uh, frustrated with the situation, to say the least. So let's talk about blind hero worship for a second. In Denver, a temporary frontline worker stands accused of stealing an engagement ring from a patient uh, at an assisted living facility in Denver who died of uh, the virus. Prosecutors said Elizabeth Daniels, 29, also used the woman's credit cards to purchase a vehicle the day the woman passed away. Daniels faces charges of theft from an at-risk victim, uh, over $500, identity theft, providing false statements to a pawnbroker, and uh, criminal possession of a financial transaction device. Uh, so, guys, these nurses, they can be criminals also, okay? All right. They, a lot of them are just going through the motions. You're putting these people on pedestals like they're, uh, they're, they're better than the regular human being. They're not. They're, 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 there's a lot of regular people. And some of them are using this situation to their advantage, clearly. This one surely did. She saw someone die. She stole from them. What a hero. What a hero. <laughs> All right. And apparently de Blasio didn't – I mean, whatever. He's going to pick and choose who he picks on. There was a big uh, – the Jets flew uh, – the Blue Angels flew over New York or something and to, to salute the nurses, the medical professionals, and all of them started gathering outside in groups. He didn't, he didn't threaten to arrest them. And he didn't make generalizations about them either. All right. Someone brought that up. Now, uh, here is something from Neil Woodfine who has been on my show before. Uh, oh, before we go that, let's go back to New York real quick. I, I, I predicted last week, uh, you know, the, the Democrats were screaming, certain Democrats were screaming that Trump is going to try to cancel the election. I said, they'll, they'll do similar things. And sure, sure enough, the state of New York has uh, canceled the primary election. They're not going to have a, and that helps Biden. I mean, uh, so say, say what you will, but the June primary has been uh, canceled because of coronavirus. So they, 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 they can cancel their elections, but, uh, but then they, they fear, and so they fear Trump is going to do the same thing. I mean, it, it's going to happen. And the prim primary elections are getting canceled. All right. But it's, it's a completely different thing to cancel a federal, the general federal election. Okay. It's not happening. But it's clearly what some people want. Okay. Because some people are getting their way locally and doing so. Eh, elections are overrated. But I did last week. I did say we would we would see things, some elections getting uh, for, for, due to the virus, elections being canceled. It's hard to believe, uh, you know. Well, five, ten years ago, if you said elections will be canceled, you know, in the New York primary will be canceled, people would think that's crazy. But there you go. They canceled an election. I see elections are not sacred. Some people think politics is like the Bible or something like that. Nope. No, it's not.
And so, yeah, you better believe that they can cancel the New York primary, uh, that they can uh, rearrange all sorts of things at conventions to make whoever they want. It's a private party. They can make whoever they want the, the nominee. And I do. I still think they're going to find a way to get Quilmo in there. And uh, there's actually an article about another article about that that I linked to below about making a quote ways they could get around uh, the whole process, just canceling out everything that's already happened, canceling out all the votes that have already happened and make Cuomo the president. But then, but, but not make the Cuomo the president, making the nominee, the Democratic nominee for president. And, uh, but again, you, and, and they all, but they'll scream, yeah, that's all right, but, but Trump is going to cancel. You better worry that Trump, because they say Trump is going to cancel the, the election as just an attack on Trump, so you vote for the Democrat. It's just the way, has has no grounding in reality. Uh, it's just to make people scared. Oh, well, people trying to make people scared to, to make them do what they want. Oh, where have we seen that before? Everywhere. So Neil Woodfine, let's talk about him real quick. Uh, I'm beginning to realize that the, ther- that, that the term authoritarianism is a bit misleading. It appears the phenomenon it refers to is closer to something like propagandism, compliantism, mobism, or Karenism. Authoritarianism appears to be less about authorities violently enforcing their will top down on everyone and more about the populace, the populace enforcing their emotional will upon ideological minorities, uh, which authorities as the main, with authorities as the main benefactor, benefactoraries. So yes, uh, the compliant slaves are the free foot soldiers of the authoritarians. And they get their way uh, through the screaming Karens, you know, repeating the propaganda, being compliant, acting like a mob. That's, that's uh, authoritarianism is better described as compliantism or mobism or propagandism. So very good uh, assessment of the situation there. We're learning a lot about what authoritarianism really is now that we're, we're really seeing it face to face in all its ugliness. So good observation, Neil. Uh, he also has this great observation. Now he's, a, I think he's from Ireland originally, right? And he's in, uh, he's in Thailand, so, but he's, he's observing what's going on all over the world. And he says, it seems to me that the U.S. is coming out of this as the only country in the world with a non-trivial portion of the population that gets it. And that's a good observation. Most of, I mean, all of the protests I've seen is, is from Americans, okay? So there are plenty of Americans that are compliant, okay, plenty. Uh, and But you don't see in Australia the, the, uh, the protest. You don't, you don't see it in other countries. People and you don't see many people from other countries writing about it as much as Americans are encouraging people to uh, and, and, and on social media, uh, on YouTube videos, on Twitter, saying, "Hey, be defiant, don't be compliant." You know, it, it's it's an American thing. It really, and I've seen Canadians. I mean, and I've seen some Europeans, but in terms of protest in those countries, you haven't seen any. And a lot of it, and then you you scream, you hear these people it. Uh, the opposite side is the Americans who try to vilify the, the brave, uh, defiant Americans who bring their uh, guns with them to because in certain states, I mean, you can walk around with a rifle. You can walk around with a, I, I don't know the specific laws in specific states, but people go, oh, that's terrorism. This ter-. no, I mean it's perfectly legal for a dude. So I, I do wonder. 
again, if it's the Second Amendment that is the base layer that is making uh, America the the exception to the Western rule, if that is one of the uh, the triggers, and it, it's not for everyone, but I'm sure it has a, a lot to do with, with, with well, when we have a Second Amendment, we really uh, we really can appreciate our freedom more so than they do in uh, other countries uh, because they they cannot fight back if things got really nasty in Australia. I mean, they don't they don't have the 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 power, the the, the weaponry. So uh, yeah, good observation on his part. And you know, I, I'm an individual and everything like that, but I am uh, I'm saying Americans, a lot of American individuals are stepping up. And maybe it's because they're they believe in the, they just despise collectivism so much. There's a lot of reasons, but you gotta admit it's the Americans that are standing up to this uh, more so than in any other country. So Lead by example. Keep on, keep on doing it, dude. So uh, let's see. There are a lot of people that try to guilt and shame all over this world saying, oh, you only care about yourself. You only care about yourself if you if you want to go back to work. That's, that's horrible. To you know, people should care about themselves, okay? Imagine a world where people really care about themselves, where people actually took care of themselves. Because remember, if you care about yourself, you're going to take care of yourself, all right? Because we live in a society, personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Most people, they don't care. You're, you're absolutely right. They don't care about themselves. They leave their health up to the government. They leave their health up to the doctor that they blindly trust. They leave their health up to what they see on TV. If someone's drinking a Coca-Cola, they must be healthy, all right? So no, most people have completely given away sovereignty over themselves, all right? They don't care about themselves. They don't care about their health. So if we actually – all these people trying to guilt people, like you only care about yourself. My Lord, I, it would be great if people cared about themselves, all right? We'd be in a, mu a much thinner nation, uh, this, this virus, a much healthier nation. Not as many people would be dying. Uh, there wouldn't be as many people that were panic-stricken. People would, would have that uh, – that value that, you know, it's, it's good to take care of yourself instead of like, eh, who takes care of themselves? It's, it's good to rely on uh, other people for, uh, to take it and let someone else wipe my toughness. All right. So right now the world is a clash between, uh, those who take personal responsibilities and, uh, those who are collectivists who want central planners to boss others and themselves around. So again, there are people out there that are just like, no, why, why should you be able to make your own, up your own mind on this and take your own chances? Well, it, it should be up to central authority, central planners to boss everyone around, even if you don't, if you don't want to be bossed around. That's what it's come down to here. So 55% of the deaths in Virginia uh, for uh, the virus are tracked to nursing homes. Then a headline out of Maryland. Nursing homes in Maryland account for just over half the deaths caused by the virus. We keep seeing this over and over again. <laughs> nursing homes, 50% of the deaths from the virus, at least. This is not – so if you eliminated that aspect of it, it so few regular people are, are getting uh, – are dying because of this. So if you threw your, your relative in a nursing home, I mean this is, this is what you get. This is the situation that's been, and I'm not going to get. I'm not going to talk about how Cuomo sent the, uh, the the virus patients to the nursing homes, and obviously that made it worse. All right, 
There's a lot of things. The point I'm getting at is that this, like most diseases out there, if it gets into places where people are already very sick, uh, it's going to kill a lot of them. It's going to kill a lot of them. And this, there's so many people out there that are saying, you know, you bring a little kid to a rally, your little kid is going to get killed. It's the, it's a complete opposite of that. It's nursing homes. No, 50% of the deaths are at nursing homes. And Dan Tapiero says, if half the country's deaths were in Montana, well, this is a, this is an article he tweeted out. This is a great title guys. If half the country's deaths for, from the virus were in Montana, would New York shut down? Think about that. Think about that. Because a lot of this shutdown was caused because of what was going on in New York. It's, it's the media capital of the entire world. So, so, so states fear. They're like, well, we don't want to – what's going on in New York? We don't want to happen here, even though New York City is completely set up different than basically any place in the United States of America, okay? I mean maybe Chicago is similar, all right? Uh, but Los Angeles isn't similar. Los Angeles is much more spread out than New York, okay? Uh, New York City. So Dan Tapriero says – the country is not New York City. Great point. New York has 50, New York State, I believe, has 50% of the total deaths in the whole United States. It's a big country, can open up low risk areas to low risk younger population, must get back to work or risk permanent damage to the social fabric. I agree, Dan Tapiero, you're a logical, smart guy. He also says the pandemic was not the black swan. The response to the pandemic was the black swan unlikely to see such a response again in the future. <laughs> One can only hope, Dan Tapiero. One can only hope, but I would not bet on that. I think maybe some states won't react the same way to the next uh, virus panic. There's going to be another one. One can hope that we won't see something like this. I, I try to keep uh, I try to keep hopeful. Again, I, I, I say, no, there will not be a new normal. There will not be a new normal. Put your foot down. Pound that like button. Be an adult. Take a stand against this uh, virus panic, okay? It, it doesn't mean being a moderate and saying, well, okay, well, maybe you're right on that. And, okay, maybe maybe we should shut down for a little longer. Okay, they're, the people the, the, the people in the panic prison, they're straight up saying, like, your kid is going to die and stuff, all right? So he, here, here we go. Don't, 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 don't be moderate about this. Say what you believe. Say the statistics. Say it's killing old people. Say we need to get back to work. Um, because otherwise, you, you, you're wishy-washy. The side that has the conviction, they're gonna, they're gonna. You have conviction, and this goes with so many, uh, so many of the disagreements that are out there in the world today. Uh, so many people that are on the right side uh, just try to be like, oh well, I'll be moderate about it. I'll, I'll give them this. I'll give them that, and they keep on taking more and more and more. With this, no, you're playing into their hands if you are a little uh, wimpy like like uh, like they are, because they're wimps in the fact that they're just they're scared of uh, of nonsense. But uh, if you don't fully you know put it all out there on the table because you want to fit in, come on, dude, fitting in is overrated. Everyone, let's let's. I I would be totally up if the United States of America, every state said, okay, everybody can get back to work um, like they were beforehand. And if you're scared, then stay home. Okay? That's not forcing anyone to do anything. Okay? That's just going back to the way things were. And if you're scared, you don't have to go to work. Okay? Then don't go to work. Deal with it. You you deal with it. Okay? There's, there's my stand right there. 
But some people believe, well, okay, well then this date should wait until July. There's no logic behind any of these dates. There's no logic at all. It's just governors who are scared. They're scared that the media is going to show someone who died and that's going to hurt them. Come on. Yeah, yes, the media is going to do that. But you have to do the right thing. You're, I mean, you guys are sociopaths that are just trying to fit in, though. That's why you're in politics. Okay. Uh, and something that I thought of the other day, if uh, in freshman year, if colleges are going to force kids to stay at home the next semester or all of next year, then don't pay, don't pay to live at your parents' house to take supposed college classes online. This is your time to travel and to network. Okay, if they're if if you're a freshman, sophomore, whatever you're in college, no, just don't just take a year off of college. If they're going to say no, you got to be at your parents' house. We're not having in 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 person classes this year. This is your chance. Don't pay the college. Use that money to travel. It'll be cheap to travel this year. There'll be other. Someone should organize like packs of traveling college kids who whose colleges weren't having real classes anymore and, and you can make this a business and there'd be certain countries that would like put out the red carpet for american college students to come there and spend their money and it's you know networking is part of uh, the college experience too by the way i mean i met some pretty cool dudes in, in college and um some some dudes you know in fraternities and stuff they, they make a lot lifelong business partners so if you're not going to have that the in-person experience they call it, then you travel around the world and you make your own networks. Okay. It's fun to travel and it's cheaper probably to travel now than it is to pay $30,000 to take classes online when you're sitting in your, uh, your high school bedroom that you were just in the year before. It makes no sense. You didn't change anything at all, except you're locked in your freaking house. Uh, hopefully you're not locked in your house, but you, you're, you got to look at a computer and pretend you're in college. So there's an idea uh, for a business out there. Here is a reminder of, well, there's a lot of people, a lot of kids especially, are allergic to food like they never have been before. And I'm going to tie this all together in this, because it's natural to go outside and it's natural to get dirty. But people have forgotten this, especially now. Now, during this panic, people are encouraging you to be especially clean, you know, with the disinfectant and not to go outside. And so let me read you this from, this is from like a 2018 BBC article. There is no single explanation for why the world is becoming more allergic to food, but science has some theories. One is that improved hygiene is to blame, as children are not getting as many infections. Another is that vitamin D can help our immune system develop a healthy response, making us less susceptible to allergies. Most populations around the world do not get enough vitamin D for several reasons, including spending less time in the sun. In the U.S., the rate of vitamin D deficiency is thought to have almost doubled just over a decade. Hey, and so our wise authorities are trying to create a, another generation of kids that can't eat food. <laughs> I mean, uh, people who are getting vitamin D deficiency and thus their immune systems. So if you follow the rules and stay inside, you don't, you don't get your vitamin D. You don't, you don't get dirty at, at, at all. Your immune system is going to get weaker, okay? And if you if you force your kids to do this, um, they, they could develop food allergies, all right? And you've got a great – I mean, 
you food allergies that's serious stuff people die from eating peanuts they die so we're, we're, we're if we follow all these rules that the government is telling us we're going we're going to create more kids with peanut allergies that are going to eventually die uh from because they're, they're getting worse and worse these allergies worse and worse and it's what's it because of probably because they're not people are not playing video games they're playing video games all day they're not getting vitamin d and they're not getting dirty they're just not playing anymore they're not it, it's it's sickening uh that we, we but this virus will only create more and more of this if you live in the panic prison. So think think about that. Think about that. There's no and people want to arrest people on the beach. It's un the world. All right, Democrats and this is someone I think left this on uh, Denninger's uh, forum. Democrats. I thought this was funny. You know, I here's your joke of the day. Democrats 2020 a distillation of everything wrong with modern American feminism in that five screaming hags are vying for the attention of one doddering old man in an attempt to gain control and power through him, though they won't ever admit it. <laughs> Pound that like button. All right. So I've, I've told you guys, I've been to Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Namibia, South Africa. You're familiar with that. Well, the countries of Zimbabwe and Mozambique, especially, uh, could create their own. They could grow their own food. Okay, maybe not Namibia because it is a, a desert country, but Zimbabwe used to be the breadbasket of Africa. But I saw firsthand. I was in supermarkets in Zimbabwe, Mozambique, and Namibia. They get all of their food from South Africa, like all of it. Okay. So right now they're having lockdowns in all these countries, okay? And in South Africa, especially, there's a lockdown in South Africa. If the supply chain is disrupted in South Africa, which it will be, if, if this continues, if people aren't working, um, there's going to be a real bad problem in Zimbabwe, Mozambique, and Namibia, and any other country that relies on South African food. I mean, this could get... And how many people were really even getting the virus in those countries? And how many people were getting more so? Let's focus on South Africa. How many people were really have gotten the virus in South Africa? And and I, I don't know exactly what has shut down, but I, I know in the United States we've had supply chain disruptions. Okay, but we've got a robust system. And first of all, we supply ourselves with food. We we do import some of it, but we're pretty much fine. Okay, and I bet South Africa will be pretty much fine even if their supply chain gets disrupted. It's what happens to the countries that rely on them, that there's where you're going to get your problem, okay? And so if there are countries that rely on the United States totally, and there probably are a lot that rely a lot on the United States, if we have supply chain disruptions, they're going to be affected, these other countries. But I, I just thought immediately of, uh, of South Africa when I was hearing about this supply chain disruption, a possibility. So uh, we shall see if we uh, hear in a few... Uh, weeks and god forbid it happens that people are starving in zimbabwe mozambique and namibia because of uh south africa shutting down it would be a, it'd be a terrible terrible shame uh and much and it'd be much more deadly than the virus itself in those warm weather countries and yes the virus it clearly has something to do if you live in a warm weather country uh it, it doesn't seem to be as bad or warm part of the They'll figure this all out one day. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great. Instead of panicking now, it would be great to like instead just figure stuff out or whatever. There's plenty of stats out there. And so the virus, coronaviruses, we, we've lived with them before. We're going to have to live with this one. 
we're going to get immunity once we get it, but how long will the immunity last? All right. So I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I don't know. So I would be prepared for this thing. I mean, it would be great if it just, we all, everyone just got it and then it would go away and it would never come back in 2022 or something like that, but it could come back in 2022. I'm not saying it can't. And for this reason, this is a chance right now for everyone who is scared and everyone who thinks, you know, I'm not in the best of shape and maybe I am susceptible to this. Get in shape. This is your warning. This is your wake-up call right now. All right? This is get in shape now. Lesson, if, you, if you're scared of dying, you can make a difference. You can decrease your chance of dying of anything just by being a healthy person. Just by not being morbidly obese, just by not drinking, just by not doing drugs, just by not smoking. Make those changes in your life because there will be other diseases in the future that target the unhealthy. They all target the unhealthy to a certain extent. This one seems to be very much so doing that. But there are so many benefits of being healthy. And if if everyone can learn a lesson from this, this is the lesson from the whole uh, coronavirus experience. Be healthy. Work on your immune system, and then you won't have to worry about things like that. Then you could be in the healthy overlay <laughs> instead of the Bitcoin overlay. Being the healthy lo- overlay, you can pretty much tell Adam Meister's in the healthy overlay. <laughs> I doesn't buy. I, I mean, I think it's insane uh, when I see these people with the mask on. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, praise to Elon Musk. I don't link. To, I talked to him about him on Friday's show. Actually, he is now speaking up against this. Uh, this virus mass movement, this virus pa- panic mass movement. Props to Elon Musk. I know not everybody loves him. I think he's an innovator and I'm great. He's I'm not trying to fit in. He's not trying to fit in at all. He. Let me just go check to see if anybody's got, we got uh, Barefoot Barry in New Zealand. Okay, we got we got plenty of people. No, I don't know if there are any questions as I don't see, there's a lot of people talking, but no one typed in my name or typed in a, like a, you could type in a Jewish star or something to get my attention. All right, write all capitals. Okay, we've been on 51 minutes. Let's try to let's wrap this up in the next uh, 15 minutes here. In Lithuania, and it's sad that in Lithuania and so many other countries, there's so many restrictions on like where you can set up a restaurant. Like you can't set up a table in, in a public park and you can't set up tables on your sidewalk. But now Lithuania has decided because of the virus uh, in Vilnius has announced plans to turn the city into a vast open air cafe by giving over much of its public space to hard hit bar and restaurant owners so they can put their tables outdoors and still observe physical distancing rules. Hey, other cities should do that all over the world because they took away these restaurants ability to make money by shutting them down. They should say, okay, now you can put your tables wherever you want to outside. And so people don't have to worry because there are going to be, there's going to be a huge percentage of the population um, that is going to be scared to go out once this is over. Okay. They're going to be scared to go to restaurants. They're going to be scared to go to a lot of places. So some places will have to innovate a little bit and and do some things outside, but great. Maybe farmer's markets will be more popular, but still, we'll still have a small percentage of the population. There's so many people out there like, how dare you run outside? You're spreading. I can catch it outside. It's in the air. It's in the ocean. It's in this. All right. Candace Owens got suspended from Twitter uh, for saying that people in Michigan uh, 
that all that all the 10 million people should go back to work because they can't arrest 10 million people for going back to work. And I say the same thing. They can't arrest a million people for going back to work. They you just can't do that. So if people just they just ignore it because some, these edicts are not enforceable. If everybody goes against the edicts, the police aren't going to – first of all, most of the police don't even believe in this stuff. And uh, or even if a large percentage of them don't, you, you can't arrest a million people. You can't arrest a, a 10 million. There's not room to, to put them all in the jail, and it just will look horrible. What, are you going to bring tanks on the street and start mowing people down because they open their store? No, you're not going to do that. So Candace Owens is on the right track, but she gets suspended for that. A lot of these social media platforms, again, they're private platforms. This is where the big boys play, and we have to be aware that uh, for whatever reasons, people that work at these companies are totally in line with being uh, compliant slaves to the government and want to help uh, define what the narrative is. And if you have creative solutions or if you have another way of looking at things, you're going to get shut down and suspended. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate, but – Keep on, keep on speaking the truth. I mean, I've had my channel shut down. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep on doing it. This fitting in is overrated, and I don't depend on these guys for my livelihood. I don't uh, uh, apply on the, uh, I don't depend on these guys for my worth. Okay, there's a lot of people out there. If they got kicked out off of Twitter or YouTube, they would feel suicidal. God forbid they feel, but the, everything they are is social media, and that's it's sick that some people have become that. It really is sick. But those are the people who are like they will do whatever's popular on social media so they can continue their social media persona because it's become more – their social media persona, they value more than their real life. That is their real life, and that's kind of whack. All right. So bowing to politicians. This is uh, – someone typed this, and, and I want to say you, you win if you don't change your behavior, okay? You win over the author authoritarians. That's how you fight this. That is how you fight this. Just don't change your behavior. Don't let fear change your behavior. If you don't change your behavior, then you don't fear. That is a nice way of fighting back against the authoritarians out there. So if you were speaking the truth beforehand, keep on speaking the truth. Keep on going to work. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on running every day. Keep on going outside every day. All right. Uh, so this person said, the scariest thing about the pandemic is not the virus itself. It's seeing... Americans so easily bow down and give up their blood-bought freedom to corrupt politicians who promise them safety. Yeah, that is the scariest part of this, uh, is that how, For I mean, and I'm not scared of it, but the most disturbing part is to see how easily people gave up their freedoms that people died for um, just to, uh, to bow down and, and, and to fit in. It is it's shocking. But still, in America, uh, despite so many people doing that, we have the most people that aren't doing that, that are, are, are fighting back and are speaking the truth. So here's something called elite panic. What is elite, elite panic? Disaster researchers call this phenomenon elite panic. When authorities believe their own citizens will become dangerous, they begin to focus on controlling the public rather than on addressing the disaster itself. So the, the, the leaders out there, they should be worried about – if there's such a big disaster out there, they should be trying to address the disaster. But what they start to realize is that the citizens are dangerous, and they panic, 
and they just focus on controlling the public with lies and with what everything you see out there. What they should do is just say, hey, we were wrong about this. Do what you were doing beforehand. But they, they can't do that. So they they panic and they're not they're not trying to they don't care about getting people healthy again because there are solutions to get people healthy. I mentioned at the top of the show. No, they, they'd rather just make sure that the the uh, regular people don't uh, rebel against them. And I, I thought about some uh, new uh, BS uh, bureaucratic positions and uh, and, and college uh, degrees that could come uh, that could come about after the because of the virus uh, experience. Someone mentioned this uh, COVID nineteen compliant business. People could could uh, have uh, certifications. I'm a COVID nineteen compliant business, and then they would have job openings for chief COVID nineteen compliance officer. I mean, I'm sure some government agencies are going to hire that. We need our chief COVID-19 compliance officer. All right. Yeah, there, we always know governments are going to run as inefficient as possible. So that wouldn't shock me. But how about some of these uh, colleges that are going online that are losing uh, customers? They'll come up with like new, really easy degrees, like doctorate degrees in panic viruses and, uh, and how to deal with pandemics. <laughs> a doctor in, in panic, a doctorate in uh, panic uh, encouragement, just, just ridiculous. <laughs> they, they wouldn't actually call it that, but uh, it, it, it would be like the, the study of, uh, of, of shutdowns, how to properly shut down your economy, how to, the, the lockdown. I am a doctorate. I have a doctorate in lockdowns. I wouldn't be surprised if that's offered at some of these online uh, well, and you only have to pay us $50,000 a year and you can get a doctorate in lockdowns. Oh, God, be a unique beast, dudes. So finally, well, it's dark in here. Finally, I forgot to mention this last week. When I was outside uh, walking, some Russian girl hands me this thing. It's a flyer for Grub Kush. And it's, so it's, it's your delivery of marijuana. Uh, we also... And they have CBD. They have all this. I don't even know what this stuff is. Do you guys know what this stuff is? It's like all this marijuana. It's like a lot of money. Some of it's $200, $180, $135. But these people know we've got all these 80%ers stuck at home who want to dull their lives away. And so they're handing out these flyers to anybody that walks by. I'm not going to give the URL. Minimum order $50. Free delivery more than $100. And delivery otherwise is it costs you eight dollars um and yeah i think it's pretty pathetic that you know this this just gets people sicker and it makes people more compliant it's the potheads are not the ones being defined okay they are not the so this i guess this is open because it's it's an essential business the government's like yeah why not why not let people get stoned so they don't fight back against us uh, I mean, this, this is what a marijuana does to you and all sorts of drugs. But uh, this, I mean, this is like prof very professional type of stuff here. All sorts of, there's Gorilla Glue, Space Cake, Biscotti, they, Forbidden Fruit. These are all different types of, uh, of weed, hybrid, sativa. I have no idea what any of this stuff is. I'm so proud that I don't know. Vape, you can vape. They want you to vape. It's just getting you sicker and sicker. And so these people who are going to get sicker and sicker, they're the same ones that are like, oh, I want the, it's no, 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 you you can't work 
because sick people like me are going to get are going to die of this. No, personal responsibility. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to sit at home and do this all day, mess up your lungs even more. And I see a banner. I, I see a banner when everything is canceled except for 420. And there's a smiley face on it made of weed. And it's a, for a site called Weed Maps. I guess it's a, a site that shows you all the places you can get weed, legal weed. Again, this is all legal stuff. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's amazing that uh, we've got this health crisis, but people are making themselves sicker, make, make, just just giving in to like, uh, why live a life? Why go back to work? Why, I just should be stoned. And I, I heard some neighbors, uh, uh, neighbors that I've, I've heard before, just pretty not in motion type of people, people who, who are scared to go outside now because since the government said there's a shutdown and you can get sick on the sidewalk, they're not they're not going out and doing their job like they used to. Um, I think some of these people I'm not going to name names or anything. The people I've heard was when the windows are open, you can hear all sorts of things. And I hear this one lazy dude offering another one. You know, you want some edibles? You want some edibles? And the woman's like, Yeah, I've been smoking a lot of weed since the lockdown started. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll take some. And it's just it's and it's just commonplace. It's uh. They have no one to blame but themselves. They have no one to blame but themselves for being unproductive. If you know, if they say the system is unfair, these are the people who complain about capitalism, the people who want socialism, the people who want. They put themselves into these positions. If 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 there's a government, if there's a, a shutdown of the economy, that doesn't mean you can still be productive. You can still be a productive system. It doesn't mean to just give up and, and do edibles and smoke weed all day and just go on a vacation. Because you're never going to get out of that stupor. And I, I think there are plenty of people in power that would love for more people to be like those people that that love this kind of stuff, that just are scared, senseless, and to dull the fear, they do drugs. All right, dude. So I did I did want to say that, yeah, Streets of LA, they got this, uh, giving out this stuff. It's ridiculous. A lot, a lot of potheads out there. Oh, well. Okay. Uh all right, dudes, have have fun. I I've done the show is over. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. Check seriously. Check out all those. Uh, check out the archives. Check out follow me on Twitter at Techball T E C H B A L T. And I'll be back on Sunday because you get a new show here every day. And let me uh, stop live stream. Thanks a lot. I'll say hi to you, dude.